Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, Pat. Howdy. How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? Pat, excited. Tomorrow is his last day of work ever, so he's coming in jacked to the fucking tits. I'm retiring, so yeah, pretty excited about that. <laughs> New job frontier, Sir Pat, so we're all very excited for him here on this Vicarious Living podcast. But now you've got another job to do, housekeeping. I would never forget to do this job. Vicarious Living Pod at gmail.com, Vicarious Living Podcast on Instagram. Email us and slide in, please. Do it, kids. Reach out to us on Instagram. We have tons of swag options. Get at us. Okay, dude. Last part five Smallville. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm fully ready. Yeah, I'm Let's pretty ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty ready, dude. I. You seem ready. Yeah. You look ready. The It's just been the last two seasons. The last two seasons have been a grind. <laughs> it's been a real grind. We were talking about it a little bit. It seems like it's gotten a little bit out of the teen drama territory and more into just a full-on superhero movie. Yeah. So it's tough. It's like I watched close to 50 Avengers movies. In the last like two weeks, so I'm just I'm I'm ready to stop watching the Avengers. That's okay. my point. That's fair enough. But what I will say on this part five Smallville podcast is that a lot of dynamite shit, yeah, to get through. You cherry picked a couple really good episodes uh-huh. and sent them my way. So as we've said at the top of every uh, Smallville episode, you're watching literally every single episode of this TV show, right? Yeah. And just sending me the good ones. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday I sent you a text with, okay, from three seasons of over 22 episodes per season, hour long, here's two episodes to watch that are key. And here's three five minute clips from other episodes that you need to watch. And I feel like that was the perfect amount. That was, a, yeah, it must be awesome. It was awesome. For that amount of content saturation by you, because that is what I wish I only saw. But someone's got to do it, dude. And that someone is me. I wear that badge with pride. Okay. So we got to get the kids caught up. Last time we spoke, part four of our Smallville podcast, Lex, he went fully evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's full on a bad guy even refers to himself as a villain in some of these episodes yes so lex though had some behind the scenes contract disputes oh so you're saying the business was perhaps driving a little bit of the creative in this situation? yes okay so last time we spoke was lex kills his dad he goes fully evil this is season seven episode 16 by the end of season seven he's fully off the show he's done it ends with him and Clark getting into like a battle. It doesn't matter. What I will say though is the behind the scenes stuff. Little note here I found. It says, this is from Michael Rosenbaum. He says, he was asked the question, why did you leave Smallville after seven seasons? Why didn't you finish the final three? And he said, I remember sitting with Peter Roth, uh, the president of Warner Brothers, and he said, Everybody has an ego, and I think everybody likes to get their own way. Peter took me out to dinner. He tried to get me to do two more seasons of Smallville. I was very polite and respectful, and I said, Peter, my grandma thinks I'm very funny, and I've always wanted to do comedy, and I started out in comedy, and then I was catapulted into this role, and I love it, and it's been great, but I was was only contracted for six years to play Lex Luthor. I did seven. I'm just ready to move on and I'm just ready to take a new step. Fair enough. So, yeah, I mean, knowing his goals of wanting to get into comedy, smart move because I think Lex Luthor might be one of the least funny characters in TV. 
Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. The oh. role that he plays, it's just, it's humorless. And I, to hear him talk in real life is completely opposite of his character to the point yeah. where it's like entertaining to listen to him because you're like, oh, that guy? Have you ever seen him in Sorority Boys? No. Have you not seen that? No. It's a really funny movie. Super low-key, like, indie comedy that was made. It just fell through the cracks. I don't really know why it did, but it was, like, it's a pretty strong movie. It's about, like, these three or four frat guys who just, like, dress up in women's clothes and try to join a sorority. Huh. Like white chicks? (laughs) Yeah. Except there's not, like, massive racial Is there a Wayne's brother in it? Uh, No. No Wayne's brothers. Um, So anyways, I thought it was just interesting because it was like, I can totally see that. And he, you also have to factor this in. I've picked this up on his podcast too. It was shot in Vancouver and it took 10 months out of their year because again, it's 22. Yeah, hour so you're long. traveling that yeah. time. Yeah. At, at a certain point, that's a grind for sure. No matter how yeah. like cool your job is. Yeah. And he, he said that he would fly back to LA like on the weekends so vancouver's like just north of like portland you know it's it's still like on the west side of canada but still that's supposedly a pretty cool city to visit yeah uh it's on my yeah places to visit list i want to go there so interesting because i think he was just tired of flying (laughs) home for the weekend the other cast members just like would stay in vancouver for 10 months and then um the other thing is he was like I was just tired of shaving my fucking head. <laughs> like every day for 10 months, you're shaving your head bald. It's like, I did it for seven years. I'm done. I'm done doing that, <laughs> which I totally, I totally, I guess could empathize with. So I understood why he left, but so no hard feelings from Lex. He just, he just kind of wanted to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And the show, I will say once he left, it really like, took a step down was there a lex Luthor vacuum what's that mean just like a void and oh, empty yeah. space without him yeah uh i could see that and i bet just in because when we did our pre-search at the beginning of this we listened to his podcast so we got to know his vibe and his personality i bet there was a little part of him that was like nice they totally miss me <laughs> oh, yeah 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 because it, it's like even when you break up with a girl and she starts like dating a new guy. I mean, at the end of the day, you're happy to no longer be dating her, but like there's a small part of you that wants her to miss you still. Yeah. You don't want her to be like 10 out of 10 happy, maybe like 9.8, yeah. but that like two tenths, it's like nice. And maybe like an 8.8. 8.8. Yeah. Let's not go that high maybe on like an X. A 6.2. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely want the new guy to like, be under you in terms of like hotness and height and height coolness funniness mm-hmm. you definitely want to be less funny than you have a less successful podcast yeah yeah all these things yeah so a new we'll just quickly touch on her they get a new uh villain to come in and fill his void running the uh running luther corp tess mm. okay which i love that name by the way it's a good name Tess is cool as fuck. She she starts off bad, but then I was telling you, they really transform her into like, she's not bad. She's like, becomes good and friends with Clark. And she's like a mole in with Luther Corp telling Clark all the bad shit. Okay. So she turns. Yeah. She's a double agent. Yeah. Cool. So she's cool. And then what we got to do is get to Lana leaving also at the end of season seven. They're dropping like flies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Here's the thing. When you watch Smallville Kids, you only really need to watch seven seasons, maybe catch some of season eight, but you do not need to watch seasons nine and ten. I didn't. Yeah. Except for the finale. It it honestly reminds me a lot of One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill was unbelievable for six seasons. After that, Chad Michael Murray left and Peyton. And it just like fell off at that point. What do you have? And we were talking about this at the beginning of the episode. I couldn't help but notice that shit. Who's the guy that Tom Welling that plays Clark Kent, AKA Superman is listed as an executive producer Mm -hmm. on the last couple of seasons. So it's probably like all the other characters are leaving and they're like, all right, Tom, 
what's it going to take? We need you here. Yeah. And he's just like, we can get rid of Lex. Yeah. We can get rid of Lana, your main love interest and your main villain. Uh-huh. Literally two of the three most important characters on the show. Listen, you, we got to keep this train rolling and you are the train. So what's it going to keep for you to stay on the tracks? What a power position. I would it's have like, no idea. Slap me as an executive producer and I do no more work. Yeah. It's just, you get more maybe money. I'll direct a couple episodes. Yeah. I think he did. Which he did. But that's that executive producer shit. Yeah. That just basically means cheat. Yeah. Here's another couple zeros. Yeah. So now we're down to we're into season eight. Lana's gone. Fucking Lex is gone. Chloe's still around. Who cares? Happy to stay. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. She's got nothing better to do. No one's like knocking Besides, on her well, door. Besides human trafficking, of course. <laughs> Yeah, she's got sex slavery stuff. But outside of that, dude, her calendar is wide the fuck open. Uh-huh. She's like, uh, well, later on the month, I'm doing a little racketeering and then mm. some fraud, uh, maybe a little fraudulent checks. But other than that, we're good. Vancouver? Yeah. I'll see you there. Ten months in Vancouver, two months of sex trafficking, conspiracy. <laughs> so uh, what happens then is Lois and Clark, with Lon out of the picture... They start catching feels. And I was loving it. Mm. Yes. As the kids say, I'm here for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was here for it too, dude. So here for it. There, I will say, there was just one great scene, and this happened in um, beginning of season eight, where some plot in this one-off episode was a guy, he takes couples, and he makes them want to do a lie detector test. And then, like, figure out what their true feelings are for each other. And if one of them lies and it picks it up on the test, he kills them. Oh, that yeah. took a turn. Actually, <laughs> I I, yeah, let's play a scene. Let's play a scene, though, of what happens at the end when he asks her, Hey, you got fucking feels being caught for this guy, Clark? Clip. Next question. Deep down, underneath it all. Do you love this man? Answer the question, Lois. Don't outthink it. Just tell the truth. Do you love him? It's like, damn. And that's how you find out that she's got feels. Well, other than the looks that, that she's in love with other. him. Nice. Yeah. Imagine that, dude. If like every girl that you were into, you could, you know, and go with me on this, Pat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You kidnap them. Yeah. You hook them up with like a lie detector test. Uh huh. And it's not you, it's some guy you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You put him in a room and then you have this guy say, hey, Tammy, if you don't tell me your thoughts are Pat, guess who's getting blown up with a bunch of dynamite? <laughs> you. So are you in love with him? And then she goes, no. And then nothing fucking swiggles on that, whatever, on that little line, that lie detector line. Uh-huh. And then you just know. All right. So like, Do you have any more uh, extra dynamite? I'm just going to blow my own self up. Yeah, this failed miserably. I'm just going to, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Give me one with an extra short fuse. I'm just. So, yeah, dude. Now Clark. <laughs> now Clark knows. Um, but the episode I had you watch was okay, now we've got the fucking triangle that we've been waiting for for eight and a half years. And it's Lana, Clark, and Lois. And why? Because Lana comes back in season eight for five episodes yeah she does she uh i read this article and they were saying she bounced you know lex went off he kind of went off in a grand way when he left in season seven when lana left in season seven it was very clear that it was like she had some bullshit going on behind the scenes and was probably getting a little diva-esque and her exit 
it was just so anticlimactic, which made no sense for someone who was one of the top three characters. Because they didn't have time to write it in. Yeah, exactly. So then I think she felt bad about that and fans are probably giving her a lot of shit. So she's like, all right, I'll come back in season eight for like a five episode stint. That's why when you saw it, you're like, what the fuck? Lana's a ninja now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know if we're going to get to that scene. Yeah, we get to because I was going to just talk about that episode quick when she comes back at the wedding you're talking about. Yeah, she comes back. I guess there's a wedding between Chloe and her boyfriend. Their relationship's like a zero to me. Keep it a zero. Um, Anyways, Green Arrow is trying to lure Superman away the day of the wedding for like a quick mission because he he knows where Lex is. He's getting like a like a ping from him or whatever. So he's like, all right, I'm just going to go and kill Lex. I'm going to do this mission, get some sweet revenge. So he green arrow shows up to this location, shoots an arrow through a mannequin and it's not Lex. It's a mannequin. Right. And bald mannequin, bald mannequin. And out of the shadows, this ninja appears in this ninja and green arrow start having a ninja fight. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty sweet, obviously. Yep. And then it's revealed that the ninja is Lana. Right just has ninja skills now so obviously i've been skipping around so i just assumed that that was explained was it not did really she go through ninja training well i guess she did when she went off she she did some ninja training and stuff it wasn't totally explained i think it was again probably just like in her thing of like look i'll come back but i kind of want to be a badass when i come back yeah can you please give me some like flipping skills and like yeah yeah so she comes but back like through the transitive property Green Arrow and Superman at multiple times have physical conflicts where like Superman's pretty much equal strength with Green Arrow and all of a sudden Lana with seemingly minimal minimal training is rolling in and just fighting Green Arrow with ninja skills. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not going to look too much into it, but transitive property, it's like, could Lana beat Superman up? You know what I will say though, to play devil's advocate on that? Mm -hmm. You ever see with like boxers, it'll be like, well... Muhammad Ali crushed George Foreman. Right. But then George Foreman went out and dominated this guy. Right. Who then that guy came out and dominated Muhammad Ali. So it's like a matchup issue. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So I think it's more on matchups. There was a hilarious part in that Lana scene where she's like, she's talking after they start fighting, stop fighting and realize who one another are. Uh, Lana's talking and she just throws out one of those lines. It's one of those lines where either she misspoke or is just crazy, lazy writing. She's like, this place is wired up with 430,000 mega gigs of Luther Court RAM. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's weird because that's not a thing. <laughs> like there's megabytes and gigabytes, but mega gigs isn't a thing. Dude, this that's, is 2008. <laughs> it's never been a thing. It's like basically saying like, oh, yeah, I ran a ton of laps. Yeah, I, run, I ran a, a million thousand. Yeah. But you don't say miles. I just ran a million thousand. Yeah. Let's anyway, just, we won't get into it, but it was just one of those. It was jarring. I am no longer a fan of Lana, so <laughs> I don't even care that you're ripping on her. Um, but what I will say, and the reason why I directed you to watch that scene, though, is because there was an awesome moment. You know, I'm not watching for ninja skills. I'm not right. watching for fucking matchup. Who's got the better matchup? Green Arrow versus Ninja, Lana. I don't care. I'm watching for at the wedding, Chloe's wedding. Mm-hmm. Clark and Lois are dancing. Just about, I mean, Clark, he's had to get over Lana because she left. She bounced. They had, you know, whatever. And then they're about to kiss. He's moved on to Lois. And then just as they're about to kiss, fucking boom. No way. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. Bad timing. Lana walks in. And then, to go all the way back to why I brought this up, we get our first fucking Lois, Lana, Clark, Triangle City. And it was all I've been waiting for for eight and a half seasons. Right, because that's a fire triangle. Yeah, that's formidable ends on all that triangle, dude. We're equilateral at that point. Yeah. Now we're not going Chloe versus Lana, which is honestly like... Snooze fest. Yeah, wake me up when fucking 
Chloe comes close to competing against Lana. It's never going to happen. Right. I did my best to not be inappropriate there. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm stuttering to try and not be inappropriate. So anyways, this love triangle starts heating up for five episodes and it was amazing. Right. It, even before the wedding, there was this awesome moment while they were getting ready for the wedding. Clark and Lois Lane are having like a little bit of a cufflink situation mm. where she's helping him with his cufflinks and there is some palpable tension. Cut it with a spin. It's if like if you're a guy, just act like you don't know how to put clothes on and oh, the girl yeah. that you're into will be like, Oh, this is how you do it here, and then we'll touch and then I'll put help you put the cuff link on. It goes the That's exact same it. way in reverse too. If you're a girl, just always make sure if you wanna if you wanna create some insane sexual tension, just put on a dress that you can't zip up from the back. Zip me, baby. <laughs> yeah. I would, zip but me my, up. I can't get it. Can you, can you zip me? It's going to be hard for me to zip the back of your dress, Pat, because my boner's exploding out of my pants. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I mean, that's how they make it seem like I've never seen a dude in real life get so sexually charged. Just a zip, zipping up the back of a dress. Zipping, zipping a dress and putting a necklace on. Those are just, those are both in the same kind of ballpark. But can we say is just our general take here, putting each other's clothes on just as hot as maybe taking them off. Yeah, because the anticipation, you know, that saying of like the anticipation of death is way worse than death itself. Mm -hmm. That's why like grenades and stuff, they put little whistles on them to like scare the fuck out of people when the grenades like come in like. All right. So anyways, moving on. Lana. At the end of her five-episode run, what they do, they give her kryptonite skin. They have uh, it grafted on. That's how she officially, like, why I had you watch that scene where she leaves and there is, like, a really big heartfelt goodbye between her and Clark. It's the most sad thing because, obviously, Lana comes in. Right. She steals Clark back from Lois. Okay. They start dating. They start hooking up. Lana in some weird Superman twist got kryptonite skin grafted onto her body. Who put it on her? Was it just magic? Superman magic? Or was it like a an intentional thing? By it was some something she did. Unclear on the reasons why. So it's her fault? Yeah. Okay. She did it purposely. I think her intentions were good, but anyways. Point is this. That final scene I had you watch where Clark was like struggling to try and kiss her. Yeah. she's That was awesome. That was, that was some good stuff. That was uh, intense. Yeah, she's basically like, I need to leave. They're can't, up in I his can't barn. even be in your life anymore because I can't be around you without being able to touch you. And he's like, fuck, you're probably right. Anywho, I'm going in for one last kiss. And he climbs up the stairs and he basically like struggles his way towards her. And they start making out and his face gets all green and like veiny. Uh, yeah, it was killing him. Yeah. He's like, I'll fucking don't care. I'm going to kiss you even if it kills me, Lana. It was powerful. It was so powerful. So then she leaves, dude. Clark starts saving the day all the time. You know, it was interesting. He started wearing all black. Hmm. His suit. He's not wearing a suit yet. He was wearing a long black trench coat and then a black T-shirt with like the outline of the S on it. And he was like, noir. What's that word? Noir. Noir. N O I R means black. Yeah, like you know that style though of like filmmaking, and that's like the whole Batman style. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like Blade Runner, film noir, Blade Runner. I don't think I don't even know if noir means black. I might have just. Made it's like that dark. Up. It's dark. Ah, noir is French for black and is a type of fiction or film that has tough characters and is cynical, bleak, and pessimistic yes. in nature. Correct. So yeah. what you're describing. I knew what the word was. I just didn't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, film noir, that is what they initially made Superman. So he was fighting crime like very Batman-esque. He was only doing it at night. He's wearing all black. And I thought it was just like an interesting dynamic. I was like, are they doing that as like a nod to Batman? Maybe. I don't know. Have they called him the blur yet? Yeah. Or am I getting ahead of myself? Yes. The blur. Yeah. That's what they call him because they haven't yet given him a name. So there's like a couple um, photos that people took when he's like saving things. 
and you only see like a blur going across the screen so people know like some fast guys saving shit but that's cool um was there ever an explanation i know i was asking you about this during the episode of how the s comes about because during this part where he's just not officially superman that stylized superman s logo is happening but i don't know how it first appears it's a whole bunch of i don't know if they said like what the s stands for but i know that it's it's all about creating a symbol that for hope that people can look up to so in the early um when he's like saving people in smallville a lot of times people were like leaving that s symbol after he saved someone to like leave his moniker like his mark like to create hope for everyone that like someone is watching over you okay but i i never got to like if the at what the s stands for uh, outside of just like obviously superman i never but there's not one moment where like somebody draws it out for him no it okay it just kind of starts to remember it was all part of those symbols and stuff oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's, it's something one of the, one of the krypton symbols yeah. okay cool i'm fine with that so are we getting into this kind of this area where um, where Lois and Clark? Uh, this is one of the 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 clips that you sent me. Oh, and when it's they basically kiss. Lois and Clark are kind of dating a little bit, and Clark is at this point called the Blur. He's not officially Superman, but he's living in Metropolis and kind of fighting crime. Yeah, should we play a clip of please Lois do. and Clark's first kiss? Yes, please do. Okay. Lois? After everything that happened, after Ollie and I almost got killed, that's who they've decided to go with. Apparently, blondes test better with morning viewers. Lois. I'm sorry. I never should have tried out in the first place or dragged you there with me, and I just... I love that. And, and it's real interesting dynamic that they have. Uh, Lois has taken a Chloe approach with Clark's secret. Mm-hmm. She finds out about it, but then she's like, nah, I'm not telling him I know. Oh, so she knows at this point? Yeah, she finds out. Interesting. Because I was going to bring something up, and I'm not sure if this happens before or after she finds out a secret. There's this whole thing where Lois is a reporter, and she has Mm -hmm. a relationship with the hero, the blur guy. Yeah. But she does not know it's Clark at that point, I think. Correct. So... She has kind of like feelings for this superhero guy because he's so mysterious and badass, essentially, but he won't show his face and he, you know, basically kind of keeps a distance from her, but she totally has a thing for him. Yes. On the other hand- Because we know Lois is a cape chaser. She's a cape chaser, big time. On the other hand, she's dating Clark. Correct. Who, uh, her point of view, he is basically just a normal average dude, almost borderline boring guy. Yeah. Right. And so my question to you is she's basically kind of emotionally cheating with Clark with his alter ego. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. So how it is, is I was just watching the show Catfish earlier today. Okay. Here's what I equate it to. You're dating someone in real life, but that feeling of like, oh man, but this, there's this girl on the internet. It's a, it's, it's Chloe Kardashian. I'm dating Chloe Kardashian. I mean, she has a Facebook profile. It says Chloe, uh-huh. and it's a picture of Chloe Kardashian on it. Yeah, that's and two and two. Is she was messaging me on Facebook and like I think it's on. So I think that's what Lois has, where it's like she's got the real life, you know, person who she's into and dating and all this stuff. But then if Chloe Kardashian dude is sending you like sweet Facebook messages. That fantasy is like drawing her in. So what happens is she thinks that she's like having this like thing going on in the back of her head, this false fantasy with a superhero. Right. But then Clark saves her once, kisses her Mm -hmm. in the shadows where she can't see his face. Right. And she knows when they kiss like, uh, that was a Clark kiss. Oh, okay. So then that's how she knows like, I know now that the blur is Clark. Oh, but that's so she doesn't say anything, right? Because yeah. I had two questions for you. First one being Clark playing this whole game with her of 
when I'm Superman, I'm going to be real flirty with you and we're going to have this relationship and you're going to fall for Superman, but I'm also going to be Clark and be playing this game with you where you don't know that I'm the same guy, yeah. but I know I have the full picture. Is that like a fair thing to do or is it kind of messed up? It's fucked up on both sides. <laughs> I would say... Because on one side, you have an emotional... Like someone who's like emotionally having another relationship with another guy. Right. And then on Clark's side, he is just constantly lying. Yeah. <laughs> like no, it's good. Lie. I would say it's a complicated <laughs> issue, but I would say it's more on him for just like at a certain point, you just got to tell him, you know. You he, can't bait her into emotionally cheating on you with your alter ego. Clark gets away with lying all the time about his ship. He's because unreal at lying. He he gets away with it, though, because he gets to always fall back on, hey, I'm doing this for you, baby. <laughs> well, like, I'm doing this because if you know my secret now, like, people will come after you and they'll try and kill you to get to me. So by me lying to you all the time, that's actually for your benefit, Lois. That's like how let, he rationally. Let me ask you my follow up question. Okay. In this scenario, you're Clark. Would you be jealous of yourself? Like, I'll, I'll bring it into yeah. like a more real life situation because obviously you're not a superhero. I mean, that's obvious. Right. Everybody knows that. You're definitely not a superhero. Dude, not all podcasters wear capes, pal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, with your wife, let's say you, for some fucking weird reason, decide to start like messaging her. Like mm. as an anonymous like screen name or whatever in a world where everybody's still on instant message and you know that she's catching feelings for this. And by the way, this name. I know where you're going with this. This has been on catfish. People oh, really? have done this on catfish. Interesting. Yeah. So my question to you in this completely fictional scenario, if you can tell that your girl is falling for this other version of your personality, are you then going to get jealous of that guy who is also you? No, I'm not jealous. I'm mad at my significant other even though you trapped her yes it's entrapment <laughs> it's entrapment or or like when they used to do that on those police shows where uh police women of cincinnati the only tv show ever to be made in cincinnati they the female police officers would go on a street corner approach dudes say hey do you want to get with me and pay for sex and then they would go with him in his car to his house and then as soon as he made a payment transaction in his house to have sex, they would arrest him. And it's like, well, goddamn, bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? I was not. I did not leave my house today planning on this happening. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that I have the same feeling there where it's like I would only be mad at my wife solely because she has no idea that it's me. <laughs> so she is essentially like cheating. So I'd be mad, but, but not jealous of your other personality. Correct. But okay. not jealous because I know it's me just mad. But then at yeah. the same time, it's you for getting yourself in the situation in the first place. And then either way and all that, it still falls on me for the fucking entrapment piece of it, which is fucked up by me. Yeah. So, so Clark, Clark. at a certain point, you just got to tell her, <laughs> Yeah. come on, Clark. So when would you guess he tells her? How far into this show does he tell Lois Lane his secret? In terms of seasons? Yeah. Or? And keep in mind, she came in in season four. Mm. So how many seasons into knowing Clark? I don't know. I'm not awesome at keeping secrets. So if I had that one, I'd probably be like season six. I'd let it slide. Clark had a little more willpower. The Superman willpower. <laughs> he made it to... Midway through season 10, the final season. So he went six and a half years. Three of which, two or three of which, he was actually in a relationship and engaged to this person. And let's play the clip of when he finally tells her. All my life I've been afraid, Lois. Afraid of people knowing the truth about me. Afraid of them rejecting me, and even if they didn't, still losing them. I've been afraid of everything I can't control. But when I was faced with the idea of losing you forever, it made me realize there's something that I would regret more than anything else, and that's not telling you the truth about me. Lois, you've had a lot of questions about the blur. It's me. 
I'm the blur. What took you so long? So he finally tells her, and because she knew, it was just like a look. Like, she was so elated. Like, yes, he finally trusted me enough to tell me. Even though at that point she knew. Yeah. But she was more just, like, happy, like, perfect. Now we can, like, move on because this means he trusts me fully. Is this the episode where they uh, go to their homecoming together and there's, like, some flash forward stuff happening? That happens right before he tells her so okay. let's get into that because that yeah, was that's a cool episode that was probably my favorite episode um one of my favorite of the whole series that happens right before he tells her season 10 episode four yeah yeah and uh the way that episode ended was why he then told her in the very next episode so why don't you lay out what the setup is in that episode um so they basically go to their five-year reunion for high school yeah. They're in their 20s. And at a certain point, without going too deep into it, there's some Superman magic that happens. Some guy shows up with a Legion ring. Mm-hmm. Clark. He jumps through time. Jumps through time and goes into the future. And Well, in- first he goes into the past. Yes. Please the do. reason why the guy who's doing it is Brainiac. Brainiac. The reason why he's doing this is because Clark is getting so hung up in the past. Like, he will not move forward, live in the present, and, like, just focus on, like, what's in front of him. Because all he keeps thinking about, he's not thinking about, like, the the hundred people he saved. He's thinking about the one he didn't. So, Clark is just getting so negative and hung up on how much he fucked up on. And, and he's also having serious anxiety about his destiny and the stuff that he's going to eventually have to do into the future to right. become who he's meant to be. Yeah. So Clark is just not living in the here and now. So this episode was so critical because it was like, Clark, dude, guy, all that shit in the past, it's over. It's fucking done with. Like time to move the fuck on. And it wasn't just with like saving people. A lot of it was with the Lana stuff too. Like you could tell he was just, he was holding on to that Lana stuff still, even in season 10. And so this was very much like, like, look, here, I'm going to play a clip of when they revisited him and Lana's first interaction with each other. Nietzsche. Didn't realize he had a dark side, Clark. Doesn't everybody? Yeah, I guess so. So what are you? Man or Superman? And it's kind of like got that music in the background. He drops the books. Yeah. And it's like the way they edited that, it shows you it's like glossy. It's got cool, like nice music playing. It's showing you that in the past, he still views those high school memories, the Lana memories, as like that's as good as it's ever going to get. He's got a very like much like a revisionist history on everything. And he messed it up. Yeah. In some way. Yes. So he can never get it back. So... Sorry, I just I just hijacked that whole thing. Go ahead. Oh, you can jump back in. No worries. Um, and then so, yeah, he spends a little bit of time in the past. It's almost like a ghost of Christmas past and ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. It's like that. It Whatever. Could be you guys Christmas know what we're talking about. Yeah, kids, you know. <clears throat> Anyways, um, he also spends some time in the future where he gets blasted forward. And it's basically him probably like five or so years later. Mm-hmm. Him and Lois are at this point either engaged or married they're married and they're both working at the daily planet um lois is looking really good in like a business suit oh business formal lois yeah sign me up yeah i like future big fan of future lois anywho Uh uh-huh um he's getting to experience this potential future in Uh which they're married and she very much knows his secret yeah and he's basically a full-grown superhero at this point and he's got this like unreal lois in his corner that's basically helping him out she compliments him perfect yeah it's basically to, to sum it up it's like there's a nuclear reactor that needs to be put out or something some kind of bomb's gonna go off on the roof and lois is like hey go go do that thing and then we got dinner plans later tonight like i'll see you there 
kiss yep. kind of thing. It's like, oh, this could be my life. Like I could be with Lois. She could know my secret. It could like the darkness could not be there because I'm Superman. I just save the day mm-hmm. and then I, I get I get my cake and I eat it too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. He gets to see that the future could be a positive thing. And right. He has just nothing to worry about. Like he can just fully embrace his feelings for Lois. That's my path. Yep. So now we've perfectly laid it out. Past, I need to be okay with all that shit. Future, I need to be okay with all that shit. And the episode ends where the lesson is, but fucking Clark, dude, you got to live in the present, bro. Got to live in the present. Huge tip for the kids. Oh my God, kids. Yeah. Fucking live in the present, kids. It's literally impossible to do, so good luck. Yeah. But do it. But kids, life is about the fucking journey, kids. You got to live on that fucking journey, kids. And that is why, to bring it all the way back, this big lesson, life learning that he had, that's why he's like, all right, I'm going to fucking tell Lois my shit. Because it's like, why did I not? Yeah, at this point. Lois is cool as fuck. Yeah. I tell her, I guarantee she'll be cool with it and just help me do Superman stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to get anyone hotter. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, dude, can I just say, can I just jump ahead a little bit? Go for it. I just thought of this when we're when we're talking about hotness levels on Lois. The discrepancy in attractiveness between Green Arrow and Chloe, who end up start dating and get married in this show. And you know what? I don't even feel bad about this. I know this is a mean thing for a dude to say, but guess what? Chloe's like trafficking sex. So, and racketeering, a whole bunch. So, a lot of racketeering. Don't even care about crossing this line. It's too much. The discrepancy in attractiveness between Kevin from This Is Us and fucking the sex trafficker, Chloe, it's it's too much of a gap for me to suspend my my disbelief on. But do you agree? I'm going to let my silence speak for itself. Agreement? Yeah. 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 I mean... No, I've I've had the same feeling about her. I feel like they can't get rid of her. She's just gonna stick around, dude. I know she's in the core four, so it's just like, all right, we got to do something with her. This Green Arrow guy's here. I, Chloe's husband at some point gets Dies. killed or something. So it's just like, I guess they date. So so it's like, who cares? You know, what's for really me, it's like, who cares? It's unfortunate that we have to feel so guilty making these fucking hot fire takes on a podcast. We really shouldn't, dude. She's fucking. She's she made sex slavery happen she sure did i mean that should give us free reign <laughs> say whatever we want about her um i do want to point out uh i don't know if you remember this but in that homecoming episode that we've been talking about at when they go back to smallville high school there's this punch girl serving punch to lois lane do you remember her at mm-hmm. all yeah lois she got shitty with her is that yeah the punch girl was super harsh yeah. Should I just play that? Yeah, play that clip. Which one of these has the punch in it, if you know what I mean? Sorry? We have lemonade and strawberry. Yeah, but... Strawberry. Lois. Ah. So, who are you here with? I'm with Clark Kent. Funny. I always thought he and Chloe were meant for each other. They had that whole best friend with hope of more thing. Then there was Lana. I mean, how gorgeous can you get, right? And hardworking. I mean, how many cheerleaders run a coffee shop in high school? Lana and Clark were perfect. You know that first love. You never get over it. I think I hear the veggie platter calling. Wait, so you're not hitched to Clark? Not exactly. Are you engaged? Nope. Oh. How long have you been seeing each other? Well, we're not, really. Right now. So, you're the moth, not the flame. Are you sure he likes you? Lois wants alcohol punch in the... the Which, by the way... I know from reunions on TV ever 
in life and school dances on TV ever in life, that red punch is always spiked with alcohol that they serve at that dance. I feel like everybody goes to a high school reunion for the alcohol. Like, that's the thing. Okay, anyway, so what... She just basically has this line out of nowhere where she's like, oh, you're the moth, not the flame. Yeah. Are you sure he likes you? Yeah, Jesus. Just like, oh, Lois is trying to get some alcoholic punch. And And this lady who clearly still has a crush on Clark is just (laughs) so aggressive. Thirsty much? Pun intended? Bitch? Yeah. Like that? Yeah, dude. Uh, That girl sucked ass. Nice subtle catch by you on her shittiness. Yeah, she was lame. Okay. Should we just get to the final two episodes? Mm Mm-hmm. Fast forward, end of season 10. There's a darkness sweeping Metropolis, Pat. There sure is. And it's covered in Superman magic that I really don't want to explain. I could not wrap my head around it, but let's just say there is a darkness sweeping Metropolis. Yeah. Let me get my notes here. So, two-part finale. I'd like to start with Lois and Clark. Okay. Because the finale of Smallville starts where Clark has proposed. They're set to get married. What's happening is Lois, on the day of the wedding, the day of a wedding. So they're, at this point, at least 30 grand in. Oh, yeah. No, they got a lot in the hole. Yeah. At this point. There's honestly, they might be, let's say, let's just, let's just throw a number out. Let's say a way a wedding is 50 grand. How much of that 50 grand is paid in advance? The majority. So we're going to say, I mean, and the, the rest that isn't has security deposits tied into it. Right. So let's just say 49,000 <laughs> of the 50 is gone. So. Lois on the day of pull some bullshit making statements where she's like Clark I'm out and it's not because I don't love you but it's like I don't want to hold you back yeah let's play a clip of like something she says to Chloe about that shit there is no Chloe quip that's going to make me change my mind Clark can hear the world's cries for help but he's duty bound to answer the call I am not going to stand in his way he can't listen all the time Lois he's not God he can't be aware of every bird or blade of grass, okay? He's a man. And sometimes he needs to not listen. He needs to rest, to love, to laugh. And when he finally does decide to take to the skies, he's gonna need you to ground him. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm grounding him. Keeping him from soaring to new heights. Oh, Lois, that is so not what he thinks. All right, this move, dude, it's going to get the final Smallville M-C-I-T-W. Well deserved. Of the week. And that is the Marissa Cooper is the worst of the week. And it is brought to you, as always, by our fine sponsors on this y'all podcast, Wicklowware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W. Where? Before any sport, get all your out to get Wicklowware.com. Type in the promo code VL at checkout. Get 10% off of your order. Kids, $30 on the baseball tees. $20 on tanks, $40 on the hood sweatshirts. Get at us on our Instagram for all of the swag. I didn't love doing it, dude, on the last pod. I should just give it to Chloe for sucking dick. But, <laughs> by the way, can I just say, side tangent, this just reminded me. My dad listened to the first podcast he's ever listened to. How'd it go? Is he proud of you? No. Um, not at all. No, none pride would be the answer. None. Uh, He listened to the podcast where my sister came on. He listened to the podcast on Mean Girl. Or no, not Mean Girls. On um, Crossroads. Nice. (laughs) Me and my sister did on the Britney Spears movie Crossroads. And they listened to it on the drive down to uh, Florida. Because they drive in their van to go down to Florida for like two months in the winter now that he's retired. So, uh, they, him and my mom listened to an episode and the only thing he said was like, at one point you said to your sister, that guy fucking sucks dick. (laughs) (laughs) So I think he was mortified 
that I was just saying like something like something fucking sucks dick to my own sister and he was disgusted. <laughs> Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um Lois. But did he like the content? No, I think he hated it. Cool. It, dude, we're not it, he's not our target demo. I, we do have a podcast for the kids. I don't even not care. This is for the fucking kids. We don't do it for us. We don't do it for fucking my dad. We do it for the kids, Pat. So Lois. I love Lois. I love Lois. And I hate not giving the final MCITW to just fucking Chloe because she sucks. Right. But dude, I gotta say this tactic on the wedding day when you're 99 percent in the hole for those funds and it's just a bullshit low-ass self-esteem fucking hey build me up clark i need you to tell me how much like i you actually need me and stuff one last time oh i know you got bigger priorities like saving the world from like complete destruction but can you like table that for five seconds while you just think about like my low-ass self-esteem and propping me up fucking bullshit lois slime that lame shit so anyways yeah i just don't like when characters just do that thing like she even says because clark saves the day by somehow the vows that he had written for get into her hands and she reads them and realizes how much that he actually loves her and how hard he's gonna crush this marriage yeah and she's just like oh my god i'm an idiot and it's like yeah thank god you realized it because you were being an idiot i mean dude why should it have to come down to those words? I mean, to me, actions speak a lot louder than words, Lois. Yeah, it's just like, Lois, be a little smarter. I Lois, mean, come on. So with that, Lois, be free and explore. And brought to you by Wicklower. I still love Lois, so Lois, I still love you. She's great. Erica great. Durant's. A couple of Erica Durant's fans right here. <laughs> It, oh yeah i just wrote down have this has this ever happened to you though in life where uh someone's like telling you like pat you just gotta leave me behind i'm dragging you down <laughs> you're like what <laughs> hey i'm dragging you down pat leave me <laughs> but then i'm like, in life leave me behind in life that doesn't make sense because then i'm like lonely and like, no leave me behind <sighs> not really dragging me down a pat? Yeah. I am dragging you down. What's dragging me down is this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you, you just said that. If you're Clark, you're just like, listen, lady, I like in got in I propose to you. Like I know what I'm getting into. Like, I'm good. You're not holding me back. You're holding me back from getting married today, right now, with this conversation. Yeah. Let's, so let's just get married. The ceremony was supposed to start 27 minutes ago, so you're holding people who are timely back. We're on the clock, Lois. So, yeah. I just, I hope it happens to me, though, at some point. Like, you know, someone comes up to me because they need me so bad, and they're like, dude, hey, you got to let me go. You got to let me go, BD. You're like, what? You're like, got to let me go. I'm no good. I'm no good. I'm holding you back. I say, no, come on. You're with me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Oh, so let, let's get into Lex though. Yeah. Lex is back. Lex came back for the finale, dude. Bald cap. So Lex is uh, yeah. Bald cap. I think part of the stipulation must just have been, Hey, look, I'll come back for the finale, but fuck you on me shaving my head <laughs> i'm fucking done what if he just went full hair that would have been a power move yeah like gene like yeah like that and they could have made it yeah like gene hackman yeah they could have made it because he comes back because he somehow clones himself before he dies yeah. and the clone version is back with all of his memories and personality seemingly and that could have been the thing is like the clone version of him has hair yeah they fuck that up they could have just had him in hair. But then I guess Lex Luthor is famously bald, so moving forward, he wouldn't have hair. Uh, apparently famously bald and famously in a white suit. Oh, thank you for bringing this yeah. up. Because I do owe you a public apology. Mm-hmm. In this episode, he is wearing a white suit. In other episodes, he is wearing a white suit. So, although I have no memories of him, quote-unquote, famously wearing a white suit... He clearly you had does. some ground to stand on, and he wears a white suit a lot of times. 
And I I believe on the podcast past pot I said he famously wears a white suit and like he's always in the, he he's like in the Oval Office and stuff. And in this finale, it fast like at the very end, it showed in twenty because this show was 2011, 2010. It showed like them jump jumping ahead like seven years in the future is twenty eighteen, and Lex was president of the United States wearing a white suit in the Oval Office wearing a white suit. Yeah, so so fuck I'm, you. I'm on bended knee apologizing yeah. publicly. I'm sorry. So Lex, though, clones himself like 37 times, and I guess only one stuck. No, what happened is he cloned himself a bunch of times, and like all the different, all the clones themselves were all fucked up, but they all had good pieces to them. Oh, so yeah, because by the way, Lex got killed. killed. Oh, Lex yeah, got killed. Lex died. That's what they said when he left the show at the end of season seven. They said, oh, Lex, he's dead. So yes. he actually did die, and then yeah, to your point, they yeah. Frankenstein all the, the clones together to make the perfect Lex Luthor. Yeah, and there was actually a cool scene with Tess. Tess is the the evil woman who came in to like run Luther Corp when he died, and uh, she became good. And there was just this cool like John Wick scene with fucking Tess. Yeah, because they're gonna take her heart. That was the only piece missing from the new clone. Uh huh. They needed a heart, so they're gonna take her heart. She John Wick the fuck out of the scene. Yeah, and then she. She's killed like a ton of people. Anyways, it's it's a whole bunch of Superman magic. Yeah. Lex comes back. They had just like a final scene with him and Clark where it was like, you know, I'm going to play a clip. Here it is. You and I, we will both be great men. Because of each other. We have a destiny together, Clark. Only on different sides. And I'll always be there to stop you. Always. Oh, I'm counting on it. Our story hasn't been written yet, Kal-El. And every villain is only as great as his hero. Mm-hmm. That's true as fuck. Yeah, this is like, it's on right now. Like, they are good guy, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, Clark has his girl now in Lois Lane, and he's got his villain and Lex Luthor. And so they're going to send the show off like, you know what's happening. These two are going to battle it out for the rest of history. Yep. Yeah. And Lex totally killed Tess, which sucked. I hate seeing that. Uncool move. I really liked her. Uncool move in a series of very uncool moves by him throughout the show. Yeah. I will say, though, to wrap it up on Lex, like, he was a good actor, though. Michael Rosenbaum. I give him an A plus as a Lex. Way better than Jesse Eisenberg as Lex. Yeah. Way better than Kevin Spacey as Lex. Yeah. Probably not as good as Gene. Well, but I've never seen the movie, so I won't comment. Yeah, but I thought, you know, one thing you can tell he's always been pissed about, and he says this on his pod a lot, he's like, what annoys him is all these DC movies, all these Superman movies, all these Justice League movies, all this shit, not once, and all these follow-up castings <laughs> for fucking Lex Luthor, has he ever gotten a call to no, even I'm- read? <laughs> The body works there. Why not just call him in? Eight years of playing this guy for 10 months every year in the eight. Just not enough of a screen test for you, Warner Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a fuck you. I got to agree with that. So anyways, Michael Rosenbaum, though, I give him an A plus. I really like him as an actor. Mm -hmm. He crushed it as Lex Luthor. Yeah, he He held down. He added a lot of weight to this show. I got to say, Clark, not that great of an actor. Tom Welling, no offense, because we handsome. love him. Just handsome. Hot guy. Love his height. This guy's like 6'6". Six, six. Broad shoulders. Yeah, love it. Two bones um, there. Yeah, so at the end of all this show, Clark saves the day. Uh, honestly, I don't think either of you or I cared when we were watching this finale. No, there's like a giant planet-sized asteroid coming to hit Earth. 
And in like the last 20 seconds of the show, essentially, he just flies up and throws it back into space. Correct. And I, I won't, I want to end on a positive note. So with the final scene of the show, cause it was a cool final scene and it's after he saves the day, how they actually end the show. So let's just do the whole discussion before we get into that, where it goes a little negative, where it's like, dude, theory alert. It to me clearly showed Superman only works as a teen drama. It because the the last two seasons when they were just twenty something, thirty somethings in Metropolis, just doing the Superman thing, it it was uninteresting. It, it was just it didn't captivate me well, at all. At that point, it was just a superhero movie. It like I said, it's like watching a bunch. It's like watching fifty Avengers movies back to back to back to back where you're just like i don't it's too big it's too grand there's too much shit i'm not following it's too grand that's the best way i can say it i'm not following everything like this person's being possessed by darkness who then (laughs) has got an omega on his head the omega means evil that evil is tied to 17 other guys in the legion of boom who like will kill everyone because they're not from planet krypton it's just too much like give me a couple teens who don't know if they like each other yeah and let's just let's play let's roll those dice let's play game on (laughs) ball check ball yeah check ball a couple teens trying to figure out which way their dicks pointing north south who cares we're here for the ride (laughs) that's all we want that's all we want so any other thoughts that you have before we get into that final scene uh no let's see the final scene i like the way they ended it a little something at the end where like lois they're in the newsroom and she's saying something like hey go get him tiger (laughs) (laughs) fucking clark runs up on the rooftop and then for the only time in this show's history you know clip just have a minister or maybe a few minutes left As the fucking Superman theme music is playing, he starts to rip off as he's running on the rooftop to end the series. He starts to rip off his fucking suit jacket, white shirt, and you just see the blue Superman S. You sure do. It's official. No phone booth needed for this, Clark. Game on, kids. Love it. Yeah, they ended it right. Yeah, it's cool. It just, there was... My my overall thoughts, loved the series in the first six or seven seasons. There was too much fat at the end. That's where I net too out. Too much Superman magic. Yeah. All right, dude. You got an MVP? Yeah. I mean, your ending led me right into it. And I know you might be disappointed because it's just it's an obvious one. I got to give the MVP to Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman. As always, this segment is brought to you by Japanese Denim. The finest denim in the industry making really high quality jeans that these two podcasters always wear. You know who doesn't make great jeans? Americans? No. No. We like them from Japan. Yeah. Exclusively. Yes. I mean, the fabric is not only durable, but it's chic and it's very stretchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Japanese denim. Japanese made. Podcaster proof. <laughs> yeah goes to clark kent mvp and my reason is not only does he just completely save the day at the end of this episode and become superman like doing that thing that i've literally been waiting for at this point 10 seasons for him to do (laughs) which is to put on the superman outfit and fucking fly up with one fist in the air and then just go lift a planet and throw it into space like doing full-on superman stuff coming into his own there's like a kind of a growth to him where you can tell when he is like in that very last scene when he becomes Superman, he's no longer like this all shucks kind of guy where he's like not sure what he's doing, which I think he is a lot of the times as Clark Kent. Yeah. He's Superman. He's right. got this like swag about him. This like I'm Superman confidence. Yeah. And the Clark Kent, the like nervous guy is just 
his clear alter ego that he has to put on to like make sure that people don't know that he is Superman. Right. And I just loved that. It was cool. MVP. Is that too obvious? Clark. Clark. (laughs) Too obvious giving Superman the MVP of the finale in Smallville. You know, I don't feel bad about that at all because But you know what I'm saying? He carried the show. I'm not you know, it's why I kinda wish I gave Chloe my MCITW on the final Smallville part five pod. Yeah, it's like a the final one MVP on these shows. it, it, It there's some it's like a lifetime achievement award. So I'm totally cool giving it to Clark. Here's what Will about Clark did. Fucking worked his ass off. Yeah. A decade of playing this character. That is a decade of living in Vancouver for 10 months all year. Like commitment, dude. He committed. He is the definition of balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it there, man. Yeah, dude. Tom Welling, balls deep. All right, kids. We have a very exciting pod coming next week, and it's a lady takeover. Loving basketball. (laughs) It's going to be four ladies and me, so shit could get weird, could get wild, and it could turn into a shit show, but... I'm excited for it. Pat's excited, but right now, kids, I'm going to need you to get excited to tuck on in. You sleep tight, kids. And Pat, one last time on Smallville Part 5. What are you going to tell this, kids? Clear eyes, full hearts. Do less, kids. Do way less. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there. Just not pictured. Steven and Elsie. Both there. Just not pictured.